I would say the most difficult thing is trying to navigate people's political agendas or people having a political side in both parties being represented in the same gathering. It's more important to be unified. If we can't do that, then we lose any weight in presenting the gospel to anybody. Welcome to The Modern Church Leader, where you'll hear executive pastors share practical tactics and strategies that churches are using right now to thrive in our digital world and advance the kingdom of God. Here's your host, Frank Barry. Hey, Pastor Rob, how's it going today? It's going great. It's, uh, Thanks, Frank. Yeah, it's great to have you on the podcast. Um, you know, like we were talking about kind of leading up to this, you know, we love interviewing church leaders, pastors from churches all over the place, just learning about you know, what's going on in the church and what's going on uh, as we're kind of going through this pandemic and this crazy time in 2021. Um, and I know you pastor kind of a, a local church of about 100 people in a neighborhood uh, and have had your, you know, kind of crazy season of COVID. So I'd love to learn more about um, kind of all of that. But why don't you start off, just let us know a little bit about yourself and how you got into ministry and, and pastoring a church. Uh, well, I got into ministry when the Lord wouldn't let me uh, say that I, it's okay for me just to write a check for a pastor. Uh, it's okay for me to write a check for missionaries and for kids to go to camp. But he actually did a uh, work in me to sell my business, go into ministry. Wow. And all that. And so that was great. It was a very powerful moment for my wife and I on a mission trip. And um, and haven't looked back. It's been uh, It's been a really great experience, even though it was later in life. Uh, yeah. When was it? Give us, give us that. Like, so you had your own business and Did. doing something, and then yeah, construction. What? It was in construction. Okay. All right. And when did that all start to build up in you? And and when did that you was in two thousand four? Okay. Uh, all that happened in two thousand four, and then from there, then um, you know, my wife and I, as we were crossing the border of Mexico back into. Um, America bawling and snot flying everywhere. And, you know, my goodness, the Lord is doing something great. We've been praying for this for a long time. And yeah. yeah. And then, so we just said, we'll do whatever is necessary to, to go. And so, yeah. And then went into uh, Bible college and seminary and, and everything. And, and then got okay. plugged in at a, at a church was doing men's ministry, youth ministry and things like that for a little over 15 years. And, and then got plugged in, uh, at the church here, uh, where I'm at now, uh, uh, Woodlake Baptist. So. Yeah. Amazing. So you did, yeah. you, so you sold the business. You actually went to Bible college for, is that like a two year or a four year? It was four years. Yeah. A four year thing. So you do that for four years. And did you have a church that you were already, you know, lining Attending, up? A position yeah. At? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I was already volunteering and doing different things and wherever I could serve, however I could help. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And then when you got the call to be a lead pastor, what was terrifying? <laughs> how'd you, how'd you navigate that one? Uh, I told the Lord, just like Moses, I think you got the wrong guy. And uh, yeah. I, and it's just, just, uh, no, I'm just supposed to be a guy that, um, is there to facilitate and for there to help, uh, the right. senior pastor. Right. Right. Uh, I really never thought that that would be my role, but, um, in ministry, things changed and demographics were changing. And we, my wife and I were connecting more and more to um, adults rather than kids and college kids and different things. And so right. it started really developing. And so, yeah, the Lord opened up some doors 
some of those doors he closed. Uh, he opened up other ones. Then we walked through and uh, through. I had some wise men inside my corner and some wise women uh, in my wife's corner. It worked yep. out very well. And uh, through praying and praying and fasting, we answered the call to uh, come to a little church and uh, and help it. As a pastor had walked out on a Sunday morning out of the church, a lot of hurt. Uh, and things with inside the the congregation there, and uh, it really devastated the church. So they needed somebody to come in and just bring healing and help, and God's glory to be revealed to them. And so yeah. His grace yeah. is sufficient. Yeah, Amen. That's awesome. Um, wow, that's a cool and crazy, you know, kind of journey there. So what? Um, when you took over or when you started working on staff, if, if you don't mind, it sure. doesn't sound like it was, it was 2004. And so, yeah, no, I was, I was working previously than that. Like, Oh, I don't know. It was to 99, somewhere in that ballpark uh, is when we, is when I was uh, 98, really committed into a, a local church. Yeah. Uh, North side. Uh, is, is where I was serving at and uh, doing anything I could cut the yard, trim the trees, throw the trash, help with children's ministry, van ministry, children's ministry, teen ministry, right. men's ministry, anywhere. Just try to help out wherever I could and wherever the pastor would allow me and uh, being discipled and encouraged. And so I think a continual growth is always needed for everybody. Right. And so yeah, had some yeah. people that were very uh, willing to come alongside a guy that asks a lot of questions. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. And then you, so to, I was just trying to get the timeline. So when did you take over the pastoral role at your current church? Uh, 2017. 2017. Okay. So yeah. you were there for a few years yeah. um, before, you know, we hit the pandemic year. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a couple, I, that's sort of where I was getting. I was like, wait, it sounds like he might've got there like right before the pandemic or something like that. But you had a couple years. A couple years before. Yeah. Things went a little bit wonky, um, but it sounds like you had a pretty, so you had to deal with a pastor walking out and kind of really helping the church through that transition and through that right. kind of tough period. And then, you know, pandemic hits, you know, so you got a couple of years under your belt. Yeah. Like healing. Man, we were, we were thriving. Things were going great. I was so frustrated when the pandemic hit because there were so many things that were just rocking the way that we had planned that God was just having favor. Things were just moving. People were getting saved. There was baptisms. There was people being discipled. And then all of a sudden a screeching halt, you know, just mm -hmm. slam. And then fear and panic sets into a lot of people. And, yeah. and uh, we had a lot of uh, gathering things together. Um, not even times of, Hey, pizza party or, you know, we're having, you know, just gatherings in the fellowship hall and things like that. Uh, right. Potlucks, those things seem to just go away with everybody. Right. For several, several months. And uh, yeah. And people just were, were really yearning to uh, get back to that. So praise the Lord that over time we were able to move in that direction to, hey, do you want to come and have a picnic on our, our you know, the front lawn or anything right. like that? And just start to be able to do that with people to think outside the box instead of always have to be inside the house or, you know, even inside the Lord's house, but we could get right. together and gather just in backyards and front yards and still be visible to the community that Christ's right. people are gathering. And right. I think right. that's 
very, very important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've talked with a lot of pastors about the, you know, kind of what it was like when the pandemic hit and early on. Um, I'd love to get, you know, even just your thoughts as, you know, a senior pastor, you're, you're the only uh, person on staff at the church there, right? You kind of shoulder a lot of the yeah. responsibility. Like, what's been the most difficult thing for you going through this whole, you know, the last 18 months or so? I would say the most difficult thing is uh, trying to navigate uh, with people's political agendas or people having a political side and both parties being represented in the same gathering. Right. Uh, and and being able to help people um, at, with my also me being sensitive and not trying to get frustrated because people don't want to listen. But all they want right. to do is speak and say their side of the story. Right. Um, I w- I was been, that's been the hardest. Uh, I would say the most difficult part is being able to come alongside brothers and sisters in Christ and say, it's more important to be unified as brothers and sisters in Christ than it is for a political party. Mm-hmm. I think that because once again, if, if, if we can't do that, then we lose really any weight in presenting the gospel to anybody. Uh, why would anybody outside of the church be want to have anything of what, what we have? Why have be influenced by Christ if his children can't even get along? And uh, his children should know how to how to act like children of the king. And uh, right. if we can't do that, then that's uh, it's very problematic. That that has been the most difficult thing for me is to learn temperaments of different people that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, be able yeah. to get a little bit more personal level on each member. Uh, be able to understand a little bit more of how they're processing information that they are gathering and where are they gathering their information from. Um, once I started to get that information, then I could have a, at least a starting point on um, uh, at least a starting point on where I can, you know, carry on conversations. But instead of just saying, I have no idea why you're talking like that. I have no idea why you're doing this. Um, right. And so th- that's been the that's been the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love your point about, I mean, if the, if the church looks like the world in terms of like the political divide and that kind of fighting and picking a side and all that kind of stuff, then like, why would anybody look to the church for something different? Cause it just looks like what they see every other day. Right. That that group looks like everything else that they're seeing. Um, Looks like an ugly mess. Yeah, exactly. There's no, no beauty. None, none. And, but it's hard, right? Like it's very hard. I mean, even in my own, you know, my own church that I've been a part of for a long time, watching the leadership kind of lead through all this, like, obviously I'm not, you know, the pastor or anything like that, but like, you know, you see what's kind of going on and you you kind of feel that um, it's really hard to pastor through and that lead through, you know, all the craziness. Um, what kind of things are you doing to to lead, you know, your folks, your people through this time? Like, how are you, like, practically speaking, how are you trying to help them rise above, like, all the political stuff? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, one of the things I'm trying to do uh, or am doing, and that is to not take uh, their opinions on how I'm approaching things personal. 
because mm. um, that can be very divisive as well. If I yeah. am thinking that people's response is directly at me, uh, then that's something. Uh, so uh, having some thick skin uh, walking through, uh, being yeah. able to still make those home visits uh, with people that uh, are not in agreement, uh, still make those phone calls, uh, be there for people. Uh, support them and their families in the things that uh, are very, very important to them. Mm -hmm. um, be a leader that shows what it is that we're supposed to be representing. Um, no one's going to be in unity if the leader is not walking with that as well. Right. It, just because we speak a vision, uh, if we're not leading that vision or walking in that vision, then it's worthless. Um, and so, Practically making phone calls, being with people, still being invested inside their lives. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a, a side of wearing mask or not wearing a mask or, you know, right. you, every time you walk into a doorway, you've got to put hand sanitizer on and all this kind of stuff. I mean, there, there's all different types of positions that people in the church have. Um, but the bottom line is just continually going back to it's we're to praise the Lord and we are to represent Christ to the world. Mm -hmm. If we're not acting as Christ's children or, you know, God's children, um, right. then we're making the gospel ugly and unattractive and no one's going to want to turn. No one's going to want that. Right. Um, so just being able to to do that on a daily basis, you know, weekly basis, monthly basis, just continue to talk with people, plug into people. And then I ask a lot of questions to practically asking questions. Mm. What is it that really frustrates you about this? You know, why does Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so frustrate you in where they sit or how they communicate to you? That kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and then being able to be the, the moderator between uh, different people. But, right. 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 Um, have you seen, in your community, as you guys have kind of come back to meeting in person and sorting some of that stuff out, have you, um, like, how has it been going just on the kind of community outreach and, you know, evangelism and bringing people in? Have you seen, like, your community want to be connected to, uh, you know, like a community of believers and, like, church and those kind of things? Or has that yeah, been hard? On, uh, it has been hard. Uh, it has been hard of people, you know, slowly coming back. And, of course, I would say any pastor or staff, any church is uh, disappointed at the slow growth of people coming back. I think that right. they would want it to be a lot quicker than what it has been. Um, and um, I, I don't think I would be out of bounds in speaking for everybody in leadership on that part. Yeah, no, 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 you're <laughs> right. Everyone I talk to is like, oh, we're at, you know, 40% attendance or maybe 60% attendance. But, you know, I've not heard anybody say, oh, yeah, everyone's back and we're, yeah. you know, back to normal. And so with that, you know, being an impact into the community, if we can't be an impact within our neighbors, uh, that's huge. And but one of the things that we've done is uh, is through door knockers, do door hangers. Um, and we know people are not coming to the doors and things like that. Uh, there's there's a few that would. And, and so I, I've actually stopped uh, actually just going up, knocking on doors to try to address with people that way. Uh, I think over the last you know year, pretty, pretty much put a stop to that. Yeah. But going and dropping off information on someone's doorstep or on their door, um, as long as I'll just say, as long as there's no trespassing sign or no soliciting sign there, right? yeah, yeah. make sure. 
Uh, but yeah, drop that. That's been a, a big thing for us uh, because we haven't just been trying to force people, hey, come to church. We've been saying we are praying for you. And if there's any specific need that we could be praying for you, we would really like to do that. Right. You can you can do that through our webpage. Go to our webpage. Look, go to the prayer request and drop that. Right. For our particular group of, of believers, for our church, man, um, praying for our community because of what the community has been doing has been the greatest outreach, if you will, uh, yeah. for people that uh, within our church haven't gone out before and and done things, um, have been very timid or shy or because of physical elements that they're not able to do. Um They've been able to really engage uh, in a time of prayer. Uh, we have a prayer room that's set up within the church, and we have prayer needs of the community that they have put out. Uh, and we have that. And people come in uh, periodically throughout the day and or on a particular night and just spend time in prayer. And we also lift it up every time of uh, coming back. One of the things that we've done through, uh, through this and engaging uh, prayer in all of our gatherings is even on Sunday mornings, taking a time of just a corporate prayer time. Right. That's very specific um, about everything. Right. right. Um, that's awesome. Outreaches and uh, going and doing stuff on the front yard of the church, you know, or on the side yard of the church. Um, those type of things, just presenting ourselves to people, um, putting stuff as far as water or whatever on tables as people walk by. Uh, and just say, if you'd like a water, we have a walking trail, like through a green belt that's behind our church. And so, you know, just taking the time to go out there on a, on a Friday or a Saturday and uh, not even have to invite people to church, but just be there for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so great way to meet people in the community and be around. Yeah. I love that. that and that, you mentioned that has the, been the one that's drawn people to the church. And so yeah, anyway. Yeah. I mean, that makes a ton, you know, just you're, you're around and people need some water and it's kind of a social outdoor type of thing. Um, and you're just running into people. It's amazing. Um, real quick on the digital side, maybe we can kind of, we can wrap with this. You mentioned your website, you mentioned kind of submitting a prior request on the website. What's it been like for the church just to evolve, um, from the digital and tech side over the last 18 months? It's been very difficult for us uh, and different uh, at the same time. Right. Uh, there are many people in our church that are tech savvy. Uh, I am not one of them. And, uh, and so <laughs> that's been something for me to just uh, really wrap my head around and say, this is important. This is important. I can't ask somebody else to do it if I'm not willing to do it, that type of thing. Right. Uh, investing and researching on equipment and upgrading equipment. So it is um, a lot better than what we had. Uh, that was really important. Uh, trying to find the difference between in-person sound and sound through somebody listening online. Mm -hmm. um, I was putting more focus on what was in-person sound and really giving a second thought, you know, or a third thought. Just It's way back in my mind of what it sounds like online. Right. Um, that completely changed. Uh, now trying to really focus on our sound and everything that processes through. How is it coming about to those people that are not inside the building, but are just joining us online? Right. A lot of emphasis put on that. A lot of emphasis also put uh, with inside of um, our even our Wednesday prayer service uh, is now um, online. 
Um, we started that during the pandemic and we've just continued and we've had a lot of people ask why, why are we still doing this? But we still get people from other cities, uh, family members of people within our church that their particular um, church that they go to d- doesn't have a, a Wednesday service or something. And so mm-hmm. they're able to uh, jump in and be live, not right. just a recorded uh, something. Right. And for you some do people, on Zoom? Do you do the prayer meetings on Zoom? No, it's it's right in um, just through our webpage. Yeah, through our webpage and Facebook, though those type of things is is, right. is how we do it. Yeah, got it. Yep. So they can go to our webpage on Wednesdays or Sundays and click on the the live, and it pops up. It's there, and or they can go and anywhere and listen or look at and, and listen to a recorded one. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, try, so trying to yeah, just just trying to use technology as much as possible. Um, yeah. That I did not put a lot of emphasis in before. And now and I do you have myself. a volunteer? Do you have someone on the team that is helping you with a lot of the tech stuff? Since you said, you know, tech's not my thing. You have someone mm-hmm. there that's like kind of stepped up. Yeah. Matter of fact, we, we have, we've had several people that have, this is huge. This is in my wheelhouse. I, I want to do this. And right. that's been encouraging. Uh, there's yeah, been some older that. people, uh, which really surprised me. Uh, and then there's been some younger ones, of course, you know, that, that you would right. say, well, of course, yeah, you're going to be great at this. And, yep. um, and they get in there and they do it. And, uh, the Lord has been, man, so generous and so much favor put upon us to be able to bring specific people with great talent, uh, and wisdom. Uh, he even brought a sound engineer just, just a few months ago, uh, gentleman had a, a past traveling with rock bands and different things. Uh, and, he got saved, was looking for uh, a church home. We connected and uh, yeah, he has been instrumental in helping us just overall with technology everywhere within the church. Right. So, yeah. That's amazing. God is good, right? Amen. His grace <laughs> is sufficient all the time. Yes. Yes. Um, well, Pastor Rob, this has been great. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, where where real quick before we close, where can folks go to just check you guys out online and learn a little bit more about the church there? Sure, we're at woodlakebaptist.org. Woodlakebaptist.org. Awesome. Love it. Um well again, thanks Pastor Rob and thanks for everyone that's listening. Appreciate you guys. Excuse me. Have a great day. If you enjoyed this episode of The Modern Church Leader, consider sharing it with the pastor or minister you think would benefit the most from listening to this conversation. You can send them to modernchurchleader.com or share this episode directly from your podcast app. Be sure to subscribe for free on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you again next week with another conversation here on The Modern Church Leader.